0: This is Too Much Grit to Quit. Sports personalities Shelly Till and Dave O'Hara bring you non-sugar-coated stories of the famous, not-so-famous, and everyday hometown heroes who have overcome adversity and incredible challenges to achieve success. Too Much Grit to Quit. Discover the key to unlock the chains that keep you from achieving your dreams. Please subscribe, like, share, and download today. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Too Much Good to Quit. I am Shelley Till, along with my partner co-host Dave O'Hara, and we're looking forward to bringing you another incredible guest. This guy is a firecracker, (laughs) and he is blowing up nationally. Uh, If you follow any of the previous guests that we've had in the NFL football arena, then you've probably heard about. the the post or excuse me the off-season training that some of them have been doing George Kittle included Trent Taylor who's been on the podcast if you're a Packer fan Rob Tunyon the tight end Uh, just a a plethora of guys from teams all over the country and they had some uh, treadmill workouts posted and we're talking about the off-season and it went viral and the guy behind this, that workout, the guy behind the training in the off season for these athletes and many more, Jeremy Holt is going to join us very shortly in our next statement segment. Excuse me, and you guys are going to love him. I, he is just—he is fast becoming one of my favorite people in the world. He's just—he's just a good human being.
1: Shelly, from everything you've told me off the air and now on the air here, and are—and also what I've seen online, his videos. Energetic is a gross understatement to describe Jeremy Holt. So I love people like that, like you said, anyway. It is just, and especially when it's not coming from a bad place or a fake place, you can just tell this is how this dude rolls. And that's something, you know, that you and I talk about when we talk about sports and life and a departure from what sports brings. And we've got a lot of heavy things going on in our society, day in, day out, in our family lives. But I'll tell you, a guy like Jeremy Holt and sports in general, people like him, and, and you and I talked about this off the air, Shelly, how like-minded people circulate together, and you talk about Trent Taylor and the George Kittles and the Jeremy Holtz and, and Tunyon and, and all the other t- the people. Nashville, besides being a country music capital, is now becoming the physical training, uh, professional sports training capital of the world, but I got to tell you, Shelley, you know, in these trying times, and not any more now than more beforehand or later, but it is so nice to have people like Jeremy to lean on, or you and I can talk to each other on and off the air and lean on. And, and sports seems to be that common denominator. And I just had a, an interview I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago with uh, Hall of Fame baseball player uh, Andre Dawson, the Hawk, former Cub Great, Expo, and Red Sox, and Marlin. But for the principles of you and me being the Cub fans we are, and my buddy and co host Bob Dunier, former Cub Great, on another program. I got to tell you, Shelly, and with your kids being involved in Division One sports, and now your son-in-law being one of the best tight ends in pro football, sports beyond being a great departure from the everyday mundane and being exciting, it is also a great connector of people. And no matter the background, the race, religion, color, and you know, you mentioned Jeremy being a very spiritual guy, and you can see that in his social media, Jay Holt twenty three, but. You know, Shelly, I, I just I, oh, I thank sports every day because it gives me a daily job. I love having a daily sports talk show. But also, as you and I have talked on the air and now bringing it on the air here, there are so many great lessons. So besides being a great connector, it's a great teacher. Sports is a great uh, you know fodder, conversation piece. But I just love the fact that it brings people together. Uh, it can divide people a little bit, but there always seems to be that commonality that we all have in sports. And I always like your thoughts on this, too. I just think it's a great time to bring this up today
0: yeah I completely agree with you I think that there's a lot of things in our world that are divisive and um, you know we can get so caught up in the whatever side of the debate we're on whether it's it, it doesn't matter what the topic is and uh, people can dig their heels in and, and they're gonna you're gonna see the world through the color of the glasses that you wear mm-hmm. and if those, glasses say uh you know that you want your opinion to be heard or to to be believed then you're going to find things to back that up no matter what mm-hmm. so you know if you, you can't you can't talk someone into your uh, your opinion or your point of view but the one thing that we've seen in uh, for decades is when there's you know just look at olympic years when the when the Olympics are on, or even the Women's World Cup here recently, yep. uh, and the and the United States wins that, it brings together people, and they for even if it's just for that hour or two, can set aside their differences and the things that they might have been having a knockdown, dragout argument about, and we can all cheer for the same team. And what I think is really cool um, in terms of our our guest Jeremy Holt is. You know, Here he is, he brings together all of these NFL guys who are competing against one another in their professional mm-hmm. careers. They're getting paid to beat the crap out of each other yeah. on the football field. Mm-hmm. Or to, to be better than in the position that they're in if they're competing, if they're playing the same position. And yet, he brings these guys together and they collectively form their own team in the off season, And they are cheering for each other they are pushing each other. They are for each other. Case in point is uh, George and Claire have a home in Nashville now. Well, the last two years, I mentioned Rob Tunyon from the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Rob is an Illinois native, played college football at Eastern Illinois, and he lives with them in the offseason. season. plays the exact same position mm-hmm. as George. He's a tight end, and they have become fast friends and... Just recently, there was an article about Rob uh, being looked at in training camp as one of the guys that's really standing out, and they talked about the fact that it's his off-season training protocol and how he's become so much stronger and so much faster, and that he's been working out with George Kittle and Jeremy Holt and uh, Josh Cuthbert in Nashville. So, the point of that is, is you know, we, d- we don't always have to be competing with one another, we can actually accomplish more when you work together. And these guys are doing this in Nashville. They're, they're pushing each other. And as a result, look at the, the number of them who have excelled and made themselves better. Not only the guys that are playing the game, but in our guest in Jeremy Holt as well. And that all comes from playing sports, growing up as a kid. Jeremy will talk about this as well, the lessons that you learn to overcome adversity. And you have to learn how to function. In a group of people that you don't necessarily like all of them on a team. Everyone isn't there to like everyone. And it's just when you mix that many different personalities, it's not going to happen. But you are able to learn how to be an adult and mature and set that stuff aside to focus on the commonalities and the common goals that you
1: have. Well, and what I like, yeah. I, I could not, and we're in lockstep, as you said earlier, because I'll tell you what I love, and I'll take that thread one step farther before we run to break and bring on Jeremy. What I love about that is you don't have Rob Tunyon looking at George going, well, he gets to do this and I get to... No, he battens down his hatches and says, okay, George is that good, I'm going to get that good. So they use it as a motivator, and you used a key phrase earlier when you said divisive. You don't use it as a div- you use it as a connector and go, man, I want to do as well as he's doing. So you use it as a, co- a friendly competition or to get better. And as you said, not as a divider or to be divisive or he got that and I didn't. But Shelly, I tell you, you know, just... Getting this conversation going gets me fired up to talk to our next guy. And having talked to him off the air briefly, I'm fire- <laughs> I'm a little extra jazzed right now because everything you've said and just reading this guy, uh, all his uh, quotes and seeing his videos and his audio and folks go online, he's viral. Uh, I'm just very pumped up, and listeners, I think you're going to be pumped up, and Shelly and I always have a good one for you, but I think this week is going to be right up there with the rest of them as as far as listener quality. So, Shelly, why don't we get right to it? So, thank you again, and we look forward to, uh, please, again, we'll tell you throughout the show, and we really appreciate your feedback, but we'd love you to rate us, review us, subscribe to us, share us, download us, upload us, listen to us, but let everybody know, every everything you could possibly do to help us out, we greatly appreciate bringing you the shows, because Shelley had mentioned this off the air and mentioned it last week, and, and each time we talk, we are invigorated and jacked up when we get comments, feedback from you, good, bad, or indifferent. And like Shelly said, too, and I sometimes overlook this, if you have any suggestions of guests that you'd like us to talk to or someone who inspires you or jacks you up the way Jeremy's going to do for us, uh, please let us know. We, we really do appreciate your feedback, and Shelly mentioned this before. We respond to it, and you can talk to those people. Yeah, they, we, we had a lot of response when George Kittle, uh, all everything tight end in the NFL, best tight end in football, Shelly's uh, son-in-law, but... When we had the glove giveaway, you guys responded greatly, and you're still responding to us, but we just want to say thank you and please continue that. So for Shelly Till, I'm Dave O'Hara. This is Too Much Grit to Quit. We're looking forward to come back the next two segments with Jeremy Holt, fitness trainer or physical uh, fitness or NFL trainer extraordinaire, physical trainer extraordinaire. And again, he is at Athlete Performance. He's the owner and operator of that. But again, check him out uh, via Twitter at jholt23. Jeremy Holt and Too Much Grit to Quit coming back with more in just a few moments.
0: Welcome back into our second segment of Too Much Grit to Quit. I am Shelly Till. He is Dave O'Hara. And as we have been bragging up on him in the pregame, the pre-part of this show, we have an amazing guest once again. Uh, just a, an incredible person. And he is a go-getter, firecracker. Jeremy Holt is the owner of of athlete performance and he has the opportunity to train elite athletes uh, weekend athletes high school athletes and everything in between so jeremy holt let's get to it thanks for being here what's up guys thanks for having me i'm excited well thank you yeah you guys having me here you bet well i've been uh we talked when i was uh visiting out in nashville earlier in the year earlier this month excuse me Actually, that was in July. We're already in August. <laughs> wow. Uh, I have some travel brains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It does. So I was super excited to get you uh, get you on here. And at that point in time, though, Jeremy, you were knee-deep in uh, NFL football players, training them, surrounding you. And, and as we've mentioned in the open, uh, George my son-in-law george kittle is one of the guys that you train and and have done and he's a big reason why or you're a big reason why he has he and clara decided to establish their home home base in nashville because he went out there that first summer and he has just had nothing but good things happen for him and great things to say about you as a part of his training team so um i know that you've been super busy but now that they're all back in in camp are like are you still working now or what are you doing so
2: I'm, I'm still working. I mean, it never stops. So kids I'm are back in school, so I still got a little bit of, a little bit of scheduling going on with some high school kids before they, before they hit the ground running with the books. You know, when does school yeah. start out there? We don't start out here. We don't start out here until August like 15th, and then some kids don't oh, go okay. back until the end of August.
0: Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, that's I can't, it I can't keep too. up with it anymore. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to figure that out pretty soon. I
2: know. As soon as I get out of the game, Mr.
0: Daddy to be.
2: Yeah.
0: Mr. Daddy to be in November, right?
2: November fifteenth, Thanksgiving baby.
0: Nice. The first one on the way. Oh. Do you have a preference? Did you have a boy or a girl?
2: I want all boys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm terrified to have a girl. Yeah, I'm
2: sure, because then you, you know that what the boys are thinking, right? I know exactly what the boys are thinking, <laughs> and I, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to sympathize with a girl. I, I don't know. I, I can't
0: relate at all. Uh, I think it would
1: be just fun. You'll get a crash course. Right. That's right. Being a father of a daughter, Jeremy, you'll, you'll you'll learn as you go, trust me. And if not, it'll Everybody, happen. It'll be the blessing. You better believe it. And, and Jeremy, i got to ask you, and to Shelly's point, you know, you have been a meme, you have been trending, you have been all over the map and again, as Shelly had mentioned, you know Jeremy uh, with Athlete Performance but you can check out uh, either on Instagram, uh, on Twitter at jholt23 so you have been and and I use the phrase that I'm sure you're used to not really the flavor of the month but man, you have had a, a a cavalcade of, of athletes, big names. And, you know, when they mentioned George Kittle, your name is right behind him and a lot of other big name athletes. And I heard an interview, I was telling Shelly before he brought you on the air, uh, Jeremy. And, and for you, I know as a, you know, being a former uh, college football player at Harding University, running back and training, you have been all over with the video with George on on um, on the treadmill and and the way you train guys as a performer yourself being a former athlete and former performer, but now you training these guys. What a, what a feather in your cap, but what does that mean to you when you hear John Lynch, the GM of, of Georgia's quote-unquote boss above Kyle Shanahan with the Niners, and you hear these GMs and other guys talk about their players in the offseason and their training, and the next name out of their mouth is Jeremy Holt. That has got to be, besides great for business, personally and professionally, what's that mean to you when you hear that?
2: Well, it means a lot to me. I put a lot of time and effort um, into what I do. It's a passion of mine. I've always loved um, – Training and working out, and so I feel like uh, I'm in the right business at the right time. I think training is something that every year kind of gets a little more popular, and people try to find different things to do to get the competitive mm-hmm. edge. And so um, it means it means it means the world to me to you know have people recognize what I do and how I try to help these guys get better. And I mean, um, it's just one of the one of the perks that comes along with putting in the long hours and all the work because. Uh, it can be a drawing sometimes, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. And before Shelly hops back in, I wanted to ask you this quick follow-up. I love your tagline, especially uh, I've seen this attributed to you a few different times, and I'm sure you know it by heart, but... Um I'll Your quote, I promise I'll give you everything I've got to make you better, just make you bring that same passion. When an athlete hears that, man, they got to they know when they come to you, this is going to be the real deal. And so where did that inspiration of that quote come? Because I'll tell you, that got me ready to go and I'm a thousand miles away from you. And I'm like, man, this guy's bringing it. So that's awesome. That's an awesome quote.
2: Um, I've always been I've always been a high-energy guy. Um, I've always been the guy in the weight room that's jumping up and down, motivating people, trying to push people to their best. And so I just always have kind of had the motto behind my training style. Mm-hmm. The way that I motivate guys is guys, I'm going to give you everything I've got. I'm bringing passion behind my coaching. I'm bringing energy behind my coaching. Uh, and I want to make sure that you guys come with that same passion and energy to get better um, because that's just kind of – what can make the work environment a way better place for a group of people to get in there uh, and put in the work and see the benefit of those results as well?
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, well well stated, yeah.
0: So, Jeremy, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Dave touched on the fact that you played college football at Harding University in Arkansas, and um, just curious how you transitioned from being a college athlete. What transpired after graduation to get to you? What led to you to the place where you are today in terms of your business
2: so right out of college I mean I I went into college with the mindset of I think 99 percent of college athletes I'm going to play Mm -hmm. um and so I kind of went in um had a great four years learned a lot had an opportunity to have a pro day at the end of my career and and uh didn't really get any calls back so the next step for me was the CFL so I had, a, I had a cup of tea and some tryouts with a few teams. Um, and next thing you know, I'm back home sitting on the couch, filling out resumes to work at, you know, Nike. And I come across a, a, a gym in town that I had trained at before. Um, and so I, you know, just applied for a job there and ended up, wound up getting a job uh, as a trainer, uh, coaching seven-year-olds, seven-year-old kids. Uh, they call it the rookie class. And um, so I was doing that, staying in shape, waiting for a phone call. And uh, next thing you know, I'm coaching high school athletes, and then um, some of these high school athletes are starting to get, you know, some scholarships, and not just to uh, you know small local community schools. They're getting scholarships to University of Tennessee, University of South Carolina, University of Kentucky, University of, or Vanderbilt University, and so. That's when I kind of started thinking. I sat back and I was like, you know what? I think I, I think I might put all my eggs in this basket of training here. Um, seems to be working out well. <laughs> I guess you could say the rest is history.
1: Wise choice. <laughs> Wise choice.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah. a that and that kudos to you because that's a it's an industry that is while it's highly um, needed and specialized, and I think. Uh, as a parent of, of two athletes, I can attest that I, most parents will do and say and, and pay whatever they have to pay to give their child an opportunity to get better. So I'm sure that that's a huge uh, demographic as well. But to get to the point where you're um, training NFL athletes, and not just they're not just guys that are from Nashville anymore, you're pulling people in from all over the country, obviously that... Uh, speaks to your reputation and how good you are at what you do but take us kind of through that like when did when did you notice uh i know you you mentioned that you trained some guys and they went on to play college football so what led to the ability and uh the, the doors opening up or the grind that you went through to open things up to that next level athlete in terms of the nfl
2: um, I would say so. I was working at that gym that I uh, spoke of, and um, I had a little little white kid come in. He was probably 175 pounds, soaking wet, probably five foot eight, and uh, just a pretty good little football player um, at the University of Louisiana Tech.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, Shelly, I think you know who I'm talking about. I and, do. I'm laughing. As do
1: as do i yes yes
2: and uh he came in and we trained that offseason he was a red shirt freshman going into his redshirt sophomore year We came in he trained that offseason and then every year he came back after that and um next thing you know i'm i'm looking at this kid on tv and he's at the recent senior bowl uh and he's making dudes look like fools mm-hmm. and so um trent taylor um who's also um, out there in San Francisco with George, uh, was one of, one of my first guys that I started with, along with uh, one of my local friends I actually played high school ball against, um, Who another small school guy. He went to Middle Tennessee State University, which is actually in the same conference as Louisiana Tech. So they played each other in college. Um, his name is Benjamin Cunningham. We call him Benny Cunningham. He actually um, and Trent were the first two guys. Um, that I trained that were in the NFL, um, and that made it to the NFL. Um, and those two kind of have, you know, really done work wonders for me. And word of mouth has been a great, great tool um, for me to get a lot of these guys in here. Like if it wasn't for Trent, I don't think George would be here. Um, and right. so, and then George has also done a great job. And, and all these guys, they, 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 they worked really hard and they put in the work. And they reap the benefit of, those, of that success and then guys want to know what they're doing and they don't hesitate to throw my name out there which is uh, something that I'm extremely grateful for because I know that without them there is no me so
1: well, and it's well that you stated that, because when I said I know, too, we've had Trent on a couple weeks ago, and if you just tuned in, this is too much grit to quit. She is Shelly Till. I'm Dave O'Hara. We are pleased to have uh, Jeremy Holt with us, and again, you can check out Jeremy's story, well, Athlete Performance, but also check it out via Twitter, at jholt23. And Jeremy, when you mentioned Trent, isn't it amazing? Um, you know, and I, I guess you could, and I don't want to out anybody, but if you don't mind naming some of your, we, we keep talking about big names and the, and the larger clientele you have, and you mentioned, you know, like Trent Taylor and George Kittle, but uh, a native of Tennessee, and he comes back there. Is C.J. Beathard training with you, too, and some other names, if you don't mind putting them out there? But it's just interesting to me how success breeds success, or like you said, Trent kind of turns these guys on to you, and you end up doing beyond a great job with and for them. And isn't it kind of interesting how all you like-minded guys, because just getting talking to Trent and getting to know Trent through Shelley and his show... Man, you guys are cut from the same jib. I mean, you talk about energy personified and having that grit not to quit. I'm just amazed at how you uh, birds of a feather seem to flock together.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Trent, Trent and I are very, very similar. And all these guys and I, we have so much in common. I mean, we get in. We really have to uh, hone it in and get, you know, a good hour and a half, two hours in of work because otherwise we would just kind of joke around. <laughs> we're, all, we're all the same. Type of person, we have mm-hmm. the same personality, so it's just a bunch of athletes basically living in one house, basically, and so it's fun. We have a lot of fun, but we also get a lot of work. Done. I
1: smell a reality show coming, Shelly. What about you? Put a camera in yeah, there. That's a great idea. <laughs> that is really
2: good idea. I'm <laughs> telling you, we can call it "What They Don't See." Bring again, what
0: you <laughs> not see.
1: I've already
0: got a title. You, you do have
1: this. Figure wow! Out. I wasn't the first one to think of this. So HBO After Dark we will just put you on right after the Raiders this year, and we'll be gold on they HBO. HBO.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We and have and I don't so know though. Comments conversations
1: About that, stuff, that type of
2: stuff. <laughs> Like, they really think we're training right now, but we're sitting there talking about, you know, whatever.
0: You're at, you might have to come over, overcome your camera shyness, though. So. Yeah. Don't know
1: <laughs> a you. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a shy guy. I can tell that right now. Boy, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah, you know, I'm super shy on the
2: camera. Get, get Jeremy out of his my
1: shell. Hand. Yeah. When would he get Jeremy out of his shell someday? Right.
2: Shell, you have to show me what to do with my hands. I've seen you on Big Ten Network. You're great. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks. I, I I don't even know what I do with my hands, but yeah, we, <laughs> we I can be your I can be your trainer for that. How about that? Your that pre- sounds good. Your presentation trainer? No, really, I really <laughs> think you're uh, you're a natural. Hey, so when you're you you already mentioned that you you coach. Obviously, we've gone from pro athletes. You talked about starting your career at seven with seven-year-olds. So I guess I want to start there because I think a lot of times people look at you're you know you're getting this attention you're getting this recognition on major networks now and you're having the opportunity to coach guys in the sport that you love at the highest level that they can play it but you didn't start there and a lot of times everybody just assumes that's where you started and oh he's just lucky he caught a break what were the challenges and kind of you know what were you thinking in terms of your mindset like uh that when you, when you started off training seven-year-olds, not that I'm against anything about seven-year-olds, I get it, but everybody has to start somewhere. So take us back to that time when you were just getting started and maybe some of the doubts that you had or the frustrations that you experienced in this career path.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, there was a lot of trial and tribulations and ups and downs, peaks and valleys. And that's why I think sports are so good because they teach you that perseverance to continue to push through. I mean, I, like so you said, cruel. I started off I started off training seven-year-olds, and um, it was great, but I was getting paid probably nothing on the hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so I'm um, fresh out of college. I don't know any better. I think I'm balling. I think I'm making all this type of money. And then I meet a girl, and... <laughs> She wants to spend money and go out to eat and I want to take care of her. So now I'm thinking, okay, how can I make this $20 last until Friday? (laughs) And so I, a lot of people don't know this. I actually went part-time at the gym and continued to train and got a full-time job doing real estate because there were just days where I was spending way too much time at the gym, but not really working and the gym that I worked at, um, you only got paid while you were coaching, but your classes would be so spread out that you didn't have time to go home. So I ended up getting a part-time job at Nike, and then I was waking up at 5 a.m., and there were times where I was like, you know what, maybe, I, maybe this training thing's not for me. Like, it's just, there's too, it's too, too demanding. The hours are too much. The pay's not there. I can't start a family. I want to get married soon. I got to buy a ring. And so I actually got a job as a uh associate development and associate development at a real estate company. Um and I was doing that as well as training. Um and I would come home and my wife she would just be like, You need to figure out what you want to do because you are so dead tired. You wake up at five AM and you train, you go to work from eight to five and then you train from five thirty to six thirty to seven thirty. And then you come home and you barely can keep your eyes open and you eat and you go to sleep and I don't ever get to talk to you. So there were some times where I had to sit down and figure out, okay, do I want to train or do I want to, you know, start a career in real estate and kind of build my clientele. Um, And so I just hit that fork in the road where um, I came home one day and, I just told her like, I'm'm gonna I'm gonna put in my notice at this real estate company and i'm gonna I'm gonna go in full with my eggs back in the basket of training. And she's the best wife ever. She supported it one hundred percent and I haven't looked back since. So there were definitely some trials.
1: Well, before we run to a quick break, I will say this, Jeremy. Real estate's loss is the fitness or the physical fitness or the physical training world's gain. I'll tell you, what what a a great choice in life. And thank goodness, as you said, to have great people around you uh, with your wife being that person to help you make that decision. And, you know, when we talk about this as we run to a quick break here, but beforehand, I wanted to have you spend a couple minutes and talk about that when you then decided, hey, I am going to make this a full-time endeavor. Uh, Obviously, it helps to have the support of your wife instead of, you know, you having to convince her and that. So then what was the next step with with a guy like Trent Taylor or some of your part time Were then you able to put your, you know, line in the water and now say, hey, here's what I'm doing full time. Come join me. Or was that a slow process, kind of like getting started part time, getting your clients? Um
2: well, I had I had done a pretty good job um, with juggling both. Mm-hmm. I would meet people before work at 5 a.m., and I would meet people after work at 5 p.m., and so a lot of people were like, are you still training? Are you doing real estate? And I was like, I'm doing both. Um, and so I didn't have to really start all over, per se. I right. just kind of had to ramp it back up a little bit more and kind of fill the middle of the day um, with more clients, whether it be fitness or you know, um, people who may not necessarily be needing sports specific training because
1: well, and that's what I'm, le- that's what I'm leading to. Sorry to interrupt. But did, like I said, did you talk to a lot of coaches in high school then and said, cause you know, that's a big thing now with human performance of, of, uh, getting, you know, like accelerations, a few, a few of those na- nationwide companies where they'll get like premier high school or junior high kids coming in. Or as you mentioned, you had some corporate clients. Is that what you did then to fill those void was to get some yeah. everyday mom and pops?
2: Yeah, so I filled the void with that because during the season, a lot of my clients are gone, so mm-hmm. I have to make do with sure. the time. And so um, I try to fill that time with more or less corporate clients uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and do general fitness with you know, general population. So it, it works out pretty well. It's a pretty good mix, and I love what I do. I love working with all types of people and just making everybody better. Um, and helping everybody be the best person that they can.
1: Wow, the passion, not only for the professional athlete, but as you said, the average person. And like you said, young kids coming up. So it's Jeremy Holt. She's Shelly Till. I'm Dave O'Hara. This is Too Much Grit to Quit. And again, uh, we ask that you rate, review us, like us, share us. Uh, check us out if you go to our uh, Twitter handle. And you can also see all our other links to Facebook and Instagram. And same with Jeremy, at jholt23. And you can check out his Twitter and his business, Athlete Performance. But Jeremy, we'll do a quick break and when we come back. We'll have more of Too Much Grit to Quit with Jeremy Holt. Back with more in just a few moments.
0: We are back with Jeremy Holt and Dave O'Hara. I'm Shelly Till. And before we get to our last segment with you, Jeremy, I want to ask uh, all of our listeners to please. Take a look at our uh, rate the podcast, if you will. You guys have done a tremendous job. When we had the George Kittle glove giveaway, everybody was going on and Mm -hmm. rating us and writing some incredible reviews. And so we would just ask if you uh, if you like this to share it with your friends and family, and take a moment and just give us some feedback on your on the podcast app. That definitely helps with not only getting uh you know moving up our rankings and getting other people to to hear about us, but um, we like to hear your feedback. So, And to that point, if there's a person that you can think of that you believe is someone that lives the too-much-grit-to-quit lifestyle, just like Jeremy Holt, let us know. Shoot us a, a DM or tag us on a post on your Twitter or your Instagram and we will look into it. But we are back with Jeremy Holt. Jeremy uh, is the owner of Athlete Performance. Uh, trainer to... NFL players, professional athletes, mom and pops, corporate corporate people, high school athletes, uh, started his career training seven-year-old people. So if you want to talk about a guy that started from the bottom, now he's here, that's Jeremy Holt. So Jeremy, when we went to the break, we were uh, discussing your transition from dabbling and having to work part-time into this career full-time, and you jumped in with both both feet and haven't looked back. I'm curious to know now that you're, uh, you know, there is such a range of clientele that you have. Do you approach them differently, or what are the challenges in your career of having to? Let's just start with the with the guys, that, the NFL guys that you're that you train, because they are such physical specimens, and they are they have to be like finely tuned race machines. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, their bodies are uh, an asset for them. And it's it's a lot more than just, you know, eat this much protein, eat this many carbs, run this, and lift this weight. You are have to, having to fine-tune each person on an individual level. So what are the challenges, and how do you do that? How do you approach that?
2: Yeah, I tell people, I've actually, I actually have this conversation with my wife the other day, because she was like, how do you coach, like... She's she's seen me in my element. She's seen me coach high school kids. She's seen me coach seven-year-olds. And she takes, she every now and then will drop in my fitness class. So she's very familiar with how I coach, but she's never seen me coach the NFL guys. Um, And so I've always taken the approach that I'm going to treat everyone equal, but I may not treat them the same because some people are motivated differently than others. And... So that's kind of the approach I take with the kids, with the corporate, with the fitness clients, and um, it tends to work really well. I typically tell people that I also needed a major in psychology to understand yeah. how people are pushed. Amen. How people are Amen. Amen. Um, but with the pro guys, they are, like you said, Shelly, they are already the best of the best. They're already the 1%. So. I look at that as an opportunity for me to become a better coach because now i have to take someone who's already great and make them even better with something that's super specific to this. Because I think that it's very important um, that since I don't have to motivate them because they're not in high school, they push through, they, they understand what work is like. So I don't have to spend time motivating someone in the nfl like i was somebody in high school to do another set and another rep Um, i'm more encouraging pushing and making sure that their technique is above and beyond um, what it should look like and making sure that they are taking care of their body and making sure that each and every rep is calculated time with the rest and stuff like that. So it actually makes me a better coach because I have to find little things in their game to say, hey, okay, when I was watching you play this year, there were a couple times, and there's, there's, you know, a couple times where I think if this would have been able to happen, I think we could have, you know, had a better outcome. Um, And so it's more critiquing Mm -hmm. than it is motivating with those guys.
0: And that's what I was talking about because it's um, – I'm just curious the, you know, I love the fact that you said you watch them play, whether it's in person. And I know you've been out to San Francisco to see the guys. um, But just watching them, what is it, I I guess, where do you get uh, the ideas or where do you get the things to keep yourself uh, sharp to know that, you know, you can do different things with that high level of an athlete. And they need different things. They need more challenges or different challenges from, somebody like me or Dave that we're going to come and work out with you. You know, we're not, they're not, these aren't just your average training clients. So is there a different preparation for you when you're, when you're getting ready to train those guys?
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, like, so if, if I have a guy who's already really, really fast, we may not need to work on him getting faster. It may be, all right, now let's work your hands off the line. So you can create a little more separation sooner or things like that that are going to help them take their game to the next level. And it may be something small, minuscule, but when you're at the level that they're at, something so small, could can make the world of a difference. And I think that's why these guys spend a lot of time in the film room on their own watching things to give them the competitive edge. And so I have to spend time watching them as well um, so that I can provide them with different tips and tools that they can take and add to their game. Um to give them a different set of tools. You know, we are always going to have something that they're great at and they need to be great at that. But if they can have more assets that they can pull from and more, you know, different tricks and trades that they can pull from, it makes them that much harder. Cover.
1: This is Too Much Great to Quit. She's Shelly Till. I'm Dave O'Hara. We're talking with Jeremy Holt. Jeremy is the owner, but also trainer extraordinaire at athlete.us. If you go there or you can go to his personal Twitter feed and check out uh, the, the link there to his website. Uh, also on Instagram, but it's at jholt23. And Jeremy, I have to ask the natural follow up. How do you motivate Jeremy Holt? And Not every day you got to be feeling it, and so you know the pro athletes need motivation. Mom and pops like Shelly or me, or the average uh, workout person, or the young high school athlete, you know how to motivate them, and obviously you're great at what you do. But I got to believe Jeremy Holt needs a shot in the arm once in a while. How does Jeremy Holt coach Jeremy Holt?
2: I have developed the the mentality that only the paranoid survive. <laughs> and so, I love that. I honestly, I honestly am. I've always been able to motivate myself, but the higher that you go and the more recognition you get, the more eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. And there's also that many more people that want to do and be where you're at. Mm-hmm. So, I feel that as if I don't, if I ever get complacent, I'm going to get caught, and there's going to be you know, someone else that takes my spot or fills that void or ends up in the same lane. That is growing every single day. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if I don't continue to try to elevate my game and take it to the next level and become a better coach and, uh, you know, study the game and study uh, strength and conditioning, um, then I'm going to eventually just continue doing the same drills and guys are going to top out. So. I feel like I've always got to find tricks and trades to add to my game, just as these guys have to add to their game.
1: Sure, you know? uh, so yeah.
2: I treat it with that same mentality.
1: Well, uh, yeah. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah.
2: And I was gonna say, I just try to, co- I just try to come to work every day with that mindset, and I know it can, it can it's easy to get complacent. at sure, times, but sure. I try, to, I try to keep that mindset.
1: Keep pushing forward every day. Well, and it's great, like we talked about with this like minded mindset of people that you work with and that you train with and for. And what I find fascinating about that is, you know, you have blinders on, like you said, the paranoid only survive, and that that is so true to a certain point. Um, Was there ever a time, though, when you had, and I I was going to say this earlier in the the previous segment, and you had mentioned the support of your wife and how important that is, and having a rock in your life to lean on and have someone support you because, you know, if, if it turns the other way and she says, nah, you need to get into real estate because this is, I never get to see you. So when you were at your crossroads there of making that decision, did you ever have a little bit of self doubt or how did you get, if you did, how did you get over that self doubt and and show that grit of like, no, I'm going to press through and I'm going to be a trainer and I'm going to go full time. There had to be a little nebulous point there where you, you got to make that leap, but that's a hell of a leap if you're not ready for it, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Oh yeah, it was was definitely nerve wracking. I mean, you go from 401k benefits, mm-hmm. salary. Yep, insurance,
1: um, to, the whole deal. Yeah.
2: To hey, I'm I'm Jeremy. I train. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Trust me, I'm I'm good at it. So um, yeah, there was definitely some some you know doubt in the back of your mind, but not a doubt as in me being incapable. It's just doubt of the opportunity presenting itself in the manner of time that I wanted it to. And so you kind of have to just have faith continue to keep the blinders on, keep working every day, um, and keep pushing forward and understand that it may not be when exactly the timing that you want, but you know, the every day that you continue to work is one day closer to you making it happen.
1: Oh, very good.
0: Jeremy, I, I know on your uh, you mentioned the word faith, and I know your faith is, faith is very important to you, um, and on your website, you mentioned that when you're working with uh, in your training business that you you try to I- infuse mm-hmm. your faith in that. Can you tell us how you do that?
2: Yeah, so I, my favorite Bible verse is uh, Colossians 3.23 um, and it's whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. is working for the Lord and not for men. Um, and I feel like that's just one of the biggest things that um, always keeps me going. Um, because at the end of the day it's not about me Um, I don't care at the end of the day when it's all said and done how much money is in my bank account I care about how people will remember me Um, and so I want to make sure that everybody that I come in contact with um, I'm making them better because I feel like it's more than just training it's my ministry that God put me on earth here to do Um, and so I think that He's allowed me to have the success and allowed me to reach these heights and continue to get better and and get to where I'm at because he wants this to be my platform to be able to spread the gospel and to be able to enlighten others and see and see through me um, what walking with him and using the gifts that he's blessed me with to my fullest ability um, to grow and honor him.
1: Jeremy, I got to ask, and I'm not saying that. Um that you're a sadist or you, you get pleasure out of other people's pain. But what is the one exercise or one workout part component that most people regret and that you really can test this person or say, okay, I'm going to see if this person can push through it uh, uh, as the measure of that person. And I know it depends on if it's a pro athlete or an average person or, you know, uh, already, as you, yeah, go for it.
2: I already, I already know. The answer
1: to this <laughs> before you. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, I, I love it. And uh, I guess you could say it's my guilty pleasure. But There you go. Um, so, like you said, it depends on if it's an athlete or if it's, you know, general fitness. But if I'm doing fitness and I have a glass at 5 a.m. every day, shout out to the 5 a.m., by the way. There you go. I get enough love. <laughs> um, but uh, I have a class at 5 a.m. every day and they will cuss me any time I do burpees. Or anytime I do thrusters, or or anytime I do walk walks. And those are my three go to exercises. And I'm just like, I wake up in the morning at 5 a.m., I stretch, and I'm just like, you know what? Thrusters and burpees today for sure. You know. I would fuck you uh, out. Exactly.
1: exactly. (laughs) Now, Jeremy, do you dislike those those yourself? If someone made you do that, are you the same way? Do you dislike them?
2: Oh, I wish. I was very adamant about not doing a burpee. I was like, I don't do burpee. I was like, I don't do burpees. Like I enough up-downs in my life with football to never have to do a burpee again. So there was like probably a solid stretch of three years where I would never do a burpee, and so there'd be somebody new in my class and they'd be like, what's a burpee? Can you demonstrate? And I'm like, I oh, demonstrate, no. <laughs> but demonstrate I'm not doing any burpees.
1: So, <sighs>
2: so with, the, with the adults, it's it definitely burpees, thrusters, and wall balls. With the athletes, I love just breaking them off and putting them on the treadmill.
1: Ah, um, George, there we go. Trent,
2: Trent, oh, Rob, all these guys can attest to just, we call it the treadmill. It is a self-propelled treadmill, so there's no moat. So oh, when wow. you get on when you get on this treadmill, it's on an incline. There's no motor. It's essentially like running up a hill in sand with a sled and a weight vest.
1: Well, that's, that, that's uh, the video. with the viral video, right? With George that on the, the
2: that is the viral video, and George will attest. He, oh. right?
0: Go ahead. I'm just Hold saying. It. I'm freaking out because that they they are moving on that thing, and there's no motor on it.
2: There is no motor on that. So George wow. is generating. Anybody who's on that treadmill, they are generating the power and the force to make that go. And so that's the wow. idea behind it. Um, and I'll have them run on it for 8, 10, 12 seconds, just depending on how bad I want to break them off. But <laughs> it requires oh, it man. to generate the force and power to continue to keep the momentum of the belt to keep spinning. So, yeah, they're working really hard on that thing, but when you hop off, it's about a solid two seconds before it hits you of how hard you just work.
1: Now, you named that the mill you said, right?
2: Yeah, we call that we call that the treadmill. Uh, it's not it's not the name of it. It's actually called the Matrix treadmill.
1: No, right, right, right. Nickname. There, there's
2: a copyrighted. I think there's a there's a treadmill. Oh, is there? Okay. That Tony Villani, um, who's also a great trainer in the industry. Um, I think he calls his the Shredmill. Okay. Um, but I call
0: So it the what did, No, I love what the nickname. Trend, you guys think about the treadmill? What, oh, I mean, what were, what were some it, of their feedback?
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, it ruins their day. I've to give
0: them a. It's uh, Jimmy's
1: uh, pleasure. There you go. There yeah, you go. I try
2: to, I try to give them a heads up. And I think there was one night we were all, um, they were all hanging out uh, watching, watching TV the night before they came in to work out in the morning, and they knew um, the next day that we were going to get on the treadmill. So it was Rob, it's George. It's, Alex Ellis, like I said, it's one big family when they're all in town, and so it's it's great to have everybody back in Nashville for the uh, off season. And we're all kicking it, we're all hanging out, and everybody's watching TV. Everything's great, and then Rob just hops up. He's like, "Dang it, man!" And we're like, "Oh, what's wrong, man?" He's like, "We have to shred meal tomorrow." <laughs> <And> I'm
1: like,
0: <laughs>
2: "I'm like, exactly." We're getting out there tomorrow. Uh. so yeah they they come they come prepared, they come with their minds right, and they understand. Hey, for How many sets and reps and seconds do we got to do? We just got to, we got to, you know, too much good to quit.
1: We got to. There you go. Tough do it. Now, Shelly, I, I, I gotta tell you, I think this is the first time in our 14 or 15 episodes that uh, we've had people loaded for bear with answers, but Shelly, uh, I think that, I struck a nerve. I think Jeremy had that locked and loaded before I got the first two words out of my mouth on that question, don't you think? I
0: was, he was ready I for was that
1: one. Pavlov's dog, man. You were salivating like Pavlov's dog. But, oh hey. yeah,
2: my high school kids will literally shed tears over
1: that thing. So. Well, you're gonna get ready to shed tears and Shelly always says I make too much of a build up, but I guarantee you're gonna think it if you don't say it out loud and go, Wow, that's a great question. We don't have a drum roll on this show, but Shelly's has <laughs> got to gonna knock your socks off with the with the uh it's getting to that time where we gotta wrap up here, so in the last couple of minutes Shelly's got a doozy for you, so brace yourself, Jeremy. I'm
0: ready for it. I'm ready for it. Lock it so, oh, I know you are. I know you are. Uh, so you just mentioned too much grit to quit, and uh, you talked a little bit about some of the, the adversities and things like that that you've uh, had to overcome, and just kind of some of those doubts of is this going to work? But I have to, um, you know, I have to guess as an athlete and who played in college, there have been times that you felt adversity or you've experienced adversity, and you've had to overcome it, or you've at least seen it. So when you hear the word grit, I want to know who you think of that exemplifies grit to you. What does that look like?
2: When I hear the word grit, I think of my mom. Um, She was, I think the biggest motivator in my life and the biggest example uh for me to understand what just hard work was um she worked two jobs um single parent home and would probably sleep one hour two hours a night wow and she she so she would she would get up she would go to work she would drop me off at school um so she had to, i had to be at school way early and she had to be at work so she would just get to work early clock in get a few overtime hours and then she would come home she would make dinner um and I and I'm young but I'm also kind of oblivious I was an only child so I never really ever needed anything there were so many things that I wanted that she was just like no we're not doing that and I'm thinking oh she doesn't love me but it's more or less like she's just she's making ends meet with making making do with what she's got and so she would work from eight to five with her job she'd pick me up after practice we'd come home and then she would she was uh on call with qvc uh home shopping network so she would answer your calls when you called in about a particular item and She would oh, wow, that about. so she would sit at home at her desk and she would do that until about 3 a.m every night oh wow and man. so you know the infomercials don't come on so late So she would do that till about 3 a.m. and then she'd go to bed, she'd wake up at about six and we'd do it all over again. And, you know, at the time it didn't register. I just kind of thought it was normal. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know any better. Um, But now looking back, I understand, like, that's where I got my drive from because I always said, you know, that just seeing that and understanding, not knowing any it better, it's like, oh, she works two jobs. Like, she wakes up, she goes, to drops me off to school, then she comes back home, she makes dinner, and then she works again. Like, that's just normal, that's what we do. So I'm gonna make sure, you know, I'm doing the same thing. So I, we would get done with practice around 3.45 or four most days. And like I said, she didn't get off till five, so she couldn't come get me until sometimes 6.30 because national traffic is super cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. so we would uh, I would just stay in the weight room and I would lift I would would do extra sets, extra reps I would work out, I'd run Um, I would just train so that's also part of the reason where I got my love for training is because I didn't have anything to do and I wasn't going to do homework so
0: I just
2: (laughs) started training again after practice and um, I think that is one of the main and biggest reasons um, as to why I see and think of her first and foremost when I hear the word grit.
1: Wow. I tell you, Shelly, I may have oversold it this week because he handled that. Jeremy Holt did like a boss. And speaking of boss, he is the boss, the man with the plan behind Athlete Performance. And again, you can check out, uh, either go to the website, Athlete dot us, and that's A-T-H-E-L-I-T-E dot us, or via Twitter at jholt23, and also he's got Instagram, you can get connected to that, but Jeremy, I've got to get one little sidebar from you, and again, and I mentioned your quote earlier, and I'm going to repeat it to the listening audience, because it bears repeating, your quote, uh, the way you live your life, and the way you do your business, I promise I'll give you everything I've got to make you better, you just make you bring that same passion, and I'll- ca- make sure, just make sure you, I think I might have typed it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm reading it verbatim. So, but but regardless, the meaning of that is, hey, I'm bringing it. You better bring it, you know. And and that's I, I I love that. In short, so as we're wrapping up here, I would ask you because you seem like you are you live off the fly real well here. So, what other words of advice, or words of wisdom, or any kind of personal dictum, or uh, professional information, or other type of advice you'd give anybody listening? Be it the great athlete, or the mom and pop, or just anybody in life. Who's trying to find a direction? What What one piece of advice would you leave us with this week?
2: Um, I would say opportunity, man, it doesn't really care who's door it knocks on. They just want somebody to answer. So, um, I say that about you know a lot of different things, um, in in life. So you just make sure you're prepared. You just make sure you're doing your due diligence. You just make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do because. Um, at the end of the day, there's going to come a point where whatever you're working for is going to come to fruition. And you've got to make sure that you withstand the test of time and keep the faith and persevere through any trials and tribulations and be ready. Because, like I said, when, when the opportunity knocks, you've got to be ready. And I like to think that um, I was blessed enough to continue to push through. Um, and when the when the opportunity knocked on my door, I was definitely ready to answer the
1: call. Well, you are blessed enough, that's for sure, and Shelly and I and the listeners here are Too Much Grit to Quit, we are blessed in having you, so uh, Shelly, I'll say it with you. I mean, uh, this Jeremy Holt, fantastic, everything uh, Shelly billed you as leading up, uh, either in our first segment, but also talking to me off the air. Jeremy, I couldn't be happier with, with your success and, and the notoriety you're getting with the great work you're doing with your athletes, but just as a human being and an, and an upcoming new father i couldn't be happier for you and prouder of you and i just met you but man i am I'm extremely impressed and can't even begin to say thank you enough for sharing your story with us
2: well thank you guys i uh, really appreciate you guys reaching out and thank the better people um to be talking to
0: thanks jeremy you're awesome and uh we will catch up with you soon i'll probably see you in san francisco
2: sam Fran, <laughs>
1: bring
0: the
2: <your> flip flop. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. There
1: you <laughs> go. Hey for Jeremy Holt and Shelley Till, I'm Dave O'Hara. This is Too Much Grit to Quit. And again, as Shelley had mentioned, and I mentioned earlier in the show too, please uh either uh you know subscribe to us, rate us, review us, let friends know. You know, share with everybody these great stories. Besides Jeremy Holt, we've got uh fourteen other stories that are just, you know, ear poppingly good as far as motivating, but also great stories, and we just love sharing them with you. And as Shelly had mentioned, we love your feedback. Give us your feedback because You know, as Jeremy mentioned earlier in this show, that's great motivation for us. So we greatly appreciate uh, all the above. So again, for Shelly, I'm Dave and Jeremy. That's all from us and too much grit to quit. Thanks to all of you.
0: This is Too Much Grit to Quit. Sports personalities Shelly Till and Dave O'Hara bring you non-sugar-coated stories of the famous, not-so-famous, and everyday hometown heroes who have overcome adversity and incredible challenges to achieve success. Too Much Grit to Quit. Discover the key to unlock the chains that keep you from achieving your dreams. Please subscribe, like, share, and download today.